Blog Talk Radio.
And so I know that this message is being heard over Blog Talk, um, which is, um, I believe, the verses that I just read, um, which is Second uh, Timothy 3 and 16 and 17 and Second Timothy 4 and 2, even if they weren't heard, I want to read these other scriptures that's Luke 10, 1 through 24, um, and it's mostly dealing with there was more than just the 12. There was actually the 70 that we know that God sent out, that Jesus sent out. And so the first scripture I want to just read, it says, Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him, two by two, into every city and place where he was about to go. He was saying to them, the harvest is abundant, for there are many who need to hear the good news about salvation. But the workers, those available to proclaim the message of salvation, are free, are few. Therefore, prayerfully ask the Lord of harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go your way. Listen carefully. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not carry a money belt, a provision bag, or extra sandals. Do not greet anyone along the way who would delay you like we experienced today. There was a delay but I thank God that there was not a denial. So in Luke 6, chapter 11 through 6, it says, But the scribes and the Pharisees were filled with senseless rage and lacked spiritual insight and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. And then choosing the 12, now at this time, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples and selected 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives, Simon. He also named Peter and his brother Andrew and James and John and Philip and Bethlehem also called Nathaniel, and Matthew, Levi, the tax collector, Thomas, and James, Simon, and Judas, the one that would betray him, and the sons of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So it lets you know that just because God calls you, doesn't mean that the enemy of our soul will not still try to pervert what God is calling you to. Because see, Simon Peter, he was known for being impulsive. He was known for speaking quickly. He was known for, although he had a firm belief in the teachings of Christ, and that he was one of the three that was close to Jesus Christ. Historically, he was known for his impulsiveness. So what will you be known for as a cleric, as a person called by God? Andrew, he walked with Jesus, and yet he walked with John the Baptist. But he was known for his open-mindedness. Will you be known for your open-mindedness to Christ? Not open-mindedness to the ways of this world, because your mind can be so open to the ways of this world until you are easily led astray. Mm, 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 mm. James, the son of Zebedee. He was known for being fanatical. He was filled with excessive 
single-minded zeal. He was obsessively concerned with something. Mm, I didn't say obsessively concerned with the cares of a life that are with God, but he was always concerned about something. See, your zeal can get you in trouble. Your zeal for obeying God is one thing, but your zeal for being fanatical or fanatical about everything can lead you astray. And then we have John the Apostle, who we also know was the second disciple to John the Baptist. Now, John, along with Peter, were the ones that discovered that Jesus' tomb was empty. John was passionate. Will you be known as someone that's passionate for Christ? A passionate soul. A passionate person that does not want to leave one behind. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Or will you be like the Apostle Philip? You know, He was known as being inquisitive. Inquisitive can be good, or it can be that that gets you into trouble because you're curious about everything going on. You could be that person that's always prying, always curious, always chatting, always getting into everything, that busybody. But are you inquisitive? about the things of God. I pray that I'm not going to be before you long. And the reason why is because now that we talked about just those three, I'm giving you a taste of what we're going to talk about. Father God, allow everything that we speak on today to be the things that will lift up Jesus so that he could draw all men unto him. God, we don't want to be inquisitive into a place that we end up being drawn from here to there or so zealous about the cares of life until we forget to be zealous about you. But God, we do want to be passionate about the things of God, more so than even the movie that was called The Passions of Christ. Cause us to speak your word. Cause us to hear your word. Let everything that comes through my mouth on today be that that will lift up Jesus and draw all men unto him. So now let's continue on to talk about the other apostles. Bartholomew, who was known for his feelings and expressions under control. He was known as a calm disciple. He was known as one that Refer to the details in things, but he was an honest man. And he was convinced that Jesus was just who he said he was. But then we had Doubting Thomas. He was a pessimist. He was known for seeing the worst in things and believing that the worst would actually happen. You tend to look for the bad to prevail instead of the good. It is good to be an optimist, but even one of Jesus' disciples that walked with him was easily discouraged throughout his ministry. 
Do you want that to be what you're known as? Do you have to stick your finger in the very holes that crucified our God? Or will you be like Matthew, the tax collector, who many thought, why would he be chosen by Jesus? But yet, although he was a tax collector, he forgot about his self-centeredness. And he began to be considered as one of the humble that walked with Jesus Christ. In our self-absorption and dishonest practices that may require us to be a tax collector or this or that, as we walk with Jesus, we can become someone that is now humbled by the very presence of Jesus and sitting at his feet, so much so until we change. James was another disciple that walked with Jesus. He was distinguished because of his quietness. So although you can be distinguished for your quietness, they'll use you. Although you do not understand that quietness could be that that you're not so quick to speak as your colleagues, such as Peter, but you've been humbled by the very presence of God. Or you could be that person that walked, although many considered you confused because you're Thaddeus. But your name is also known as Judas, but you're not that one. You're Thaddeus. And you may not have been mentioned throughout the Bible, but you were mentioned. And I'm going to get into that a little later, about how you can walk with Jesus and be known as a disciple of Jesus, but not no, mm, that's a whole other message. So as we talk about Simon, Peter, the strong willed one, we must remember that although we can be strong willed, we can also be someone that's humble and someone that loves the Lord and that does all that we need to do in order to preach his word. Then we also can be known as the betrayer. Hmm. You walked and you walk with Jesus, but yet you miss out on who he really is. You remember as the thief, the liar, the betrayer. Oh, I don't want that to be any of us. Or they had Matthias, who was uh, one of the disciples that was sent to actually replace Judas. Now, there's not much to be said about him as well. But then we have Paul who started out as a persecutor of the saints that in the end became a great man of God after his Damascus experience. Many of us have an awesome privilege of knowing one of God's apostles, uh, Apostle Sandra Thomas who we were allowed to partner with. We had the awesome privilege of working with Minister Sylvia, one of God's people, 
that um, he uses. And I know that you all may not recall, but last year, uh, God used me to talk about how God would cause her name to echo across the cosmos and the mountains and um, the various atmospheres and how Minister Margot's name would echo across the atmospheres and how Minister Sheila's name would begin to echo the cosmos and how uh, Pastor Troy and Dr. Wright and um, Prophet Anton's names would be echoed across the cosmos. But I need for you to know that on yesterday, God caused me to pray for you all because your names are being echoed across the cosmos, across the uh, atmospheres, across the mountains. Because this is the season for such a time as this, that the archangels are going to go with you because the enemy of our soul wants to pervert what God is calling you for. So just like some of the disciples that walked with him, your name won't be heard or even remembered for the great destiny that God is calling you to. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Margo, Margo, Margo. Minister Margo, Margo, Margo. Minister Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia. Minister Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. Dr. Wright, Wright, Wright. Mm. Pastor Troy, Troy, Troy. Prophet Antoine, Antoine, Minister Brandon, Brandon. Reverend Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. Mm. Elder Tony, Tony, Tony. Minister Ron, Ron, Ron. So many others, your name is echoing. The enemy has heard your name. My God. The archangels are protecting you because the call on your life is greater. It's great. It's greater than your mother and your father. It's greater than your sister and your brother. It's unique to you and you alone. God's going to use you for greatness for such a time as this. God's going to cause your name to be great. Now you will decide what that greatness will be. Some people, God had said he was going to use them for his glory. But through their disobedience, their practicing of sin and saying, God knows my heart, through them practicing Making excuses. That's right. God had me write on Facebook the other day that he is the God of redemption, not excuses. You know why? Because many are using excuses instead of redemption. The other day, someone wrote on Facebook, pray for those who try to break you. Let God deal with them and praise him that you are unbreakable. Every last one of you, in and through Jesus Christ, you're unbreakable. Preach the word. Teach the word. And see. Someone else wrote on Facebook that people are not looking or a pastor anymore. They're looking for a word. They're looking for a preacher and a teacher because they don't want any accountability. But let's be accountable to God. Because 
in such a time like this, not only are those that are genuinely called by God being called, but the rise of the false prophets in Second Peter, second chapter, verses one through twenty-two are being called. Many say that Jim Jones was called of God, but then through haughtiness and the perfecting the enemy had for him, instead of the perfecting of what God had for him, he allowed the enemy to pervert his call. The first verse in Second Peter, second chapter says, But in those days false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will subtly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. The second verse says, many will follow their shameful ways. Because of them, the way of truth will be misaligned. The third verse says, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false arguments and twisted doctrine. Their sentence of condemnation, which God has decreed from a long time ago, is not idle, but is still in force. And their destruction and deepening misery is not asleep, but it's on its way. It goes on to talk about the preached unrighteousness. But I need, I need for you to know that God has destined you for such a time as this. Do not be dismayed when the false prophets come at you on their job. Do not be dismayed when they come against you in your home. Do not be dismayed when they come against you in the various organizations. But praise God because you know that you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are, you are God's fivefold ministry. You are God's teacher. You are the one that God is going to use in the remnant of time. You are that prophet. You are that evangelist. You are that pastor. You are that teacher. You are those that God has called for the perfecting of the body, according to Ephesians 4. It is you. It won't be so that it's so easy for you, but you need to know that the angels, the archangels have been sent right along with you to spread the good news. You will be a pastor to your nieces and your nephews. You will be a teacher. You will be that person that God has called. My God in heaven, you are that prophet. I had no idea that my sister, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, would be sitting with the governor of Illinois on yesterday morning. I had no idea that she would be sitting at one seat, how God talks about how we'll sit in the back of the room and he'll bring us to the front. I had no idea that God was going to elevate her. 
I had no idea that when God told me to tell her she was waiting on 3000 and he was trying to give her $3 million, I had no idea that he was going to sit her at the very table with a multimillionaire, a billionaire, that God would give her the favor that quickly. God is releasing us into his favor. My God, you're going to be meeting people in restaurants. You're going to be meeting people in the marketplace. You're going to be meeting people in various places where people are going to connect you to connect you to connect you. You're going to be elevated in this season. My God. But be prepared for the enemy of our soul to try to push you into haughtiness. He's going to try to push you into immaturity. He's going to try to push you into personal profit. But stay humble. The deceitful schemes are coming your way, but stay humble. Let God mature you in his perfecting. He wants this Christian walk that he's calling you to, to draw men unto him. But the enemy wants to discourage you. The enemy wants you to think that God doesn't want to use you because you're quiet, because you like to be in the background, because the enemy will tell you what you did wrong. But God is telling you on today what you're doing right. You're seeking him with your whole heart. You're humbling yourself before him, and you're saying, God, renewing me a right mind and a right spirit. I didn't understand the fight on today to get on the air, but I understand now the call on your life is so great. I had no idea who God was partnering with. And I take not his glory that he would Allow me to be partnered with you. I'm not thanking you on today to have you walk in vanity, but I'm thanking you on today for your love for God, from your whole heart, for your seek, from your depths of your belly, from the inside out, for the word that God has placed in you. Don't doubt it. Be confident in what he's called you to do. Say what he says for you to say to who he tells you to say it to. Pray for those that would easily, in a hard way, but they would easily persecute you. They would easily try to misuse you but God is still going to use you to convert them to him. There's going to be some that are easy for you to tell about them. And then there's going to be the ones that you may have remembered the things that they did or said. But just like God put it in the sea of forgetfulness, you will need to as well. God's going to use you to bless those that seem that they shouldn't be blessed. God's going to use you to bless those that are seen to be ungrateful. But the day of judgment, when God reminds them of what you did for them, your name is going to be echoed. Your name is going to to be taken. This isn't about us. It's about God. This isn't about even our privilege of having the grandparents and the parents that we had. But this is about God. Remember, it's generational. It's a legacy. Elder Tony and Minister Ron reminded us of this on last week. 
Our parents remind us of it every time we had a family reunion. We have the assignment of reminding our generations about the legacy that God has placed in their belts and how it's their choice, not ours. It's their choice to walk it out or to not walk it out. Let's not be angry if they choose to go another way. But let's continue to pray for them that even if they would get saved and and perfected by God in the 11th hour, that that's okay. Minister Sylvia and I often tell people that in the 11th hour, God used Apostle Sandra Thomas and Pastor Fred to lead our Father to Christ. And I pray that everything he prayed, that God gave him that way of escape so that my mother's prayers were answered. But even if they weren't, I don't want any of us to be left behind. I don't want any of us to be in the devil's hell. Although I sit here before you today, it's because of the grace of God. And my prayer is that the last breath that leaves out of our body is a breath that gives God all of the glory and all of the praise. I woke up this morning saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it was amazing because I was dreaming. And then I woke up and I could, before I even awoke, I wasn't really awake yet. I could just hear and feel hallelujah. 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 Lord, I thank you. Jesus, Jesus. And when I woke up, it was on my lips. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. And I knew that I was honored to have that because I could have had any type of dream. It wasn't that I was doing something so great on yesterday, but I went to bed looking at a movie called the devil amongst us. And it reminded me of how much we have to pray for our families and our friends. Because even the people among us that are doing great, some of them don't believe. I saw another movie where a lady was a professor but she didn't believe. But God was giving her miracles, signs, and wonders. God was opening up the heavens and showing her the rapture and another girl and a guy who was saved. God's going to start giving us visions and dreams and revealing things to us. Sometimes we're going to have to keep to ourselves And other times we're going to have to share with others. And other times we're going to share with others and they're going to reject it. But know this, if you haven't heard anything else on today, I pray that you heard. God wants you to know your curriculum vitae. How will you be remembered, not only by your family, but by others? As the humble as civilians, as those that obey God, whatever you're remembered as, you will remember that God has talked to you from the very moment that you remembered him talking to you. Some remember at three, four, five, six years old, ten years old. Some remember at 90 years old. Father God, I thank you for your word unto me. I thank you that you honored me in knowing that the fight unto day to get on the air 
was because of the word that you had for your oracles. Minister Sylvia, Minister Margo, Minister Sheila, Prophet Anthony, Pastor Joel, Reverend Lawrence, Dr. Wright, so many others, Elder, um, Minister Lawrence, so many others. How so many people are talking about your 12, but they forget about the 70 others that you sent out two by two. When in actuality, you had over 82 disciples, and we remember your 12. We thank you for all that Paul did in his call. And we thank you that we haven't had to have a domestic experience in order to obey you. We thank you, God, that you loved us enough to choose us. Many start preaching and teaching in their youth. 9, 10, 11, and many of us stray from it. But thank you for being there to the backslider. Thank you for loving us so much that you would use us for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you all um, for joining in, and I thank you all for praying with me and for me. I thank you all for everything that you're about to do for God and that you've already done that many of us don't even know about. I thank you for your yes to God, but most of all, I thank you. For loving God enough to say yes. If you have anything you want to say right now, you can go ahead and say it. If you have anything you want to pray, you can go ahead and pray it. But I want you to know that without a shadow of a doubt, if I don't know anything else, I know that God told me that there's greatness on your life. And he didn't have to give me that word. He had already given it to you. But I'm thankful that he let me know that the word that he gave to me for you today was a word that the enemy of our soul did not want to be released. So you can share it this time if you can. We can't hear you, Minister Sylvia. I think you have us on mute. Okay, thank you so much. I received the word on the second
put oxygen, refresh, restore, renew, and just give her a feeling of accomplishment in you because she continues, even though the enemy fought every way he could, she continued and she succeeded in uplifting your people and encouraging your saints and making the body know can you love us, can you accept us with whatever our personalities are, whatever our tendencies are, you accept us and you can use us. Thank you for using us today. Thank you for loving us today. Thank you for giving us your word and helping us to see as we go through this week that we too can be used of God if we simply allow ourselves to listen to that spirit that you have anointed us with. Give us strength, mercy, grace, and give us courage in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I thank you all. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I, I my prayer is God. Let me see. Let me be here to see the greatness that He's about to use each and every one of you for. And I, I'm just honored that He will allow us to see the greatness in one another, so that we could celebrate one another. So keep obeying God and just keep obeying God. I love you all. And don't forget Matthew 6 and 33. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So also on this week, we know that this is our um, first Monday, so we have the awesome privilege of having Dr. Serena Wright on Iron Sharpening Iron at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I am grateful for that. And then on Friday, we'll have the awesome privilege at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time, um, Eastern and Central Standard Time, of having uh, Prophet Anton to speak for us and speak to us from um, God, and if he's not available, Minister Sylvia will uh, minister for him. So I'm looking forward um, to hearing Minister Margo. We don't get to hear her until the third, but I'm letting you know in advance, even if um, she has, and I love how she has others that minister for her as well. So I'm looking forward to even hearing Minister Sylvia. I thank God. I pray that we get to hear Minister Sheila soon. I just thank God for all of you. My God. So with that being said, until we meet again on tomorrow night, love you. Bye-bye. Praise God. Praise God.